This is Emmett. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. If you like what you're listening to, we appreciate all supporters. And I want to give a huge shout out to some of the ones we just got in the past month. Ann B, Doug P, Ryan M, Andy S, Eric P, Monique R, Stu P, Matthew M, Elaine O, Erica B, Laura D, Daniel H, Christine F, Alyssa W, Tracy S, Phil T. That's a lot of people. Thank you so much for giving over the past month. Christine F, what's up, Moon Sister? <laughs> I know who that is. So we appreciate it. Leave reviews, all that good stuff. You know the drill. Um, how are you? You know what? I'm doing okay. Um, things are still bananas crazy, but it's been nice out the last few days. So we've had the windows open, which look at you feels like escaping a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, no, things are things are going good. Um, if you are interested, my husband Mikey and I are uh, doing a mini series that is going to last <laughs> apparently For to our... the end of linear time. Yes. Um, where we're watching movies about people who are stuck places or trapped somewhere or something like that, and then recording about it. It's been very fun. My husband was a um, a film major, so it's a fun mix of... Um, Analytical Yeah, of him actually commentary. knowing what he's talking nice. about and also like just us going slowly <laughs> insane. <laughs> Yeah, um, those those are for Patreon, uh, patron only supporters. Yeah. And so, you know, we put a sample episode on the regular feed. We did. Yeah. Was I don't it Rear Window? It that might be it. I think it was Rear Window. Anyway, I make fun of Mikey's ska face, which was extremely <laughs> fun for me. Um, but yeah, no, things are going. Things are going. As I was telling just <laughs> beforehand, my kids have been home for like a week. No in-laws or anything, so it's like we're slowly dying. Mm -hmm. But Disney Plus, somehow, amazing. Yeah. I know everything about the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. <laughs> let's let's start talking about... Uh, there are so many states we got to get to. Let's start with Kansas. Okay. Because this sounded like a good thing to hear in Kansas at first. The governor of Kansas is Laura Kelly, who is a Democrat. Mm -hmm. And she issued an executive order that basically said, don't gather... Uh, no, you got to have social distancing. So no big gatherings except for, you know, grocery stores and whatnot. Right. And she said, we're limiting gatherings to 10 people. Not nobody. I wish she had gone all the way, but whatever. She said no more than 10 people in one room, which for churches on Easter week is a it's, big, it might be a big deal right. if, if we weren't all in the same situation right now. But here's the thing. So she said, don't gather more than 10 people. That puts a damper on all the pastors who, for some reason, still think they want to gather this weekend uh -huh. for Easter services. But then it got weirder. Just to be clear, what she did is not anti-Christian, but it applies to Christians right. as Just well because like they're humans. For, this is going to be like our rallying cry <laughs> for three weeks. It's like, we can tell you to put exit signs up in your church. That's yeah. not anti-Christian Christian discrimination. We can tell... The entire state, you can't gather in groups. That's also not anti-Christian discrimination. Yeah. And so here's the thing, though. The Kansas legislature is predominantly Republican. And basically what happened is GOP lawmakers said, we're going to form a committee, basically. Um, we're going to form a committee that says the Legislative Coordinating Council, which can make some decisions on our behalf. And that council, which is primarily Republican, maybe all Republican, said, you know what? We're overturning your order. We want to allow church pastors to gather 
And then, of course, they do the perfunctory, like, we don't want you to gather. We <laughs> urge you not to do it. But if you want to, it's fine. She cannot get in the way of your religious freedom. So basically, they undid her order to keep everyone safe. Sure. Is this where the rubber hits the road when it comes to, like, like religious freedom? They as... want the freedom to kill people. Yeah. And they'll fight for it. And basically, now there's a lawsuit. She's suing, saying, you, your committee that you formed, the Legislative Coordinating Council, doesn't have the right to overturn it. Maybe the legislature can but not your committee. That's the technicality she's suing over. But while that's going on, you have a bunch of smart people who are like, it doesn't matter who wins the legal fight here. It's still a bad idea. Don't meet, don't gather. I don't care if it's Easter. Don't do it. By the way, there are like 12, I think if I have the numbers right, there are 12 clusters that they could trace back where people got the virus from. And roughly 25% of them I've heard the number either three or four clusters of the virus Uh have been linked back to churches in in Kansas. Kansas? So this is not a small thing. We're not talking about one pastor doing the wrong thing. We're saying if they open the door, there are more than a handful of pastors who are going to take advantage of that and put everyone at risk. But in Kansas, you have a governor trying to do the right thing. And Republicans getting in her way so that Christians can hurt people Listen, so much for being her life. Everything they can to kill as many people as possible, except fetuses. <laughs> right. They're pro-life until you're born, in which case they want to kill you with this virus. Yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> Chill and nice. Thanks as usual, Republicans. Yeah. Um, and let me move over to, should we, let's do Georgia. Here's Georgia. In this case, you have another Republican governor. Um, This is the one who stole the election from Stacey Abrams, who issued a social distancing decree. But here's the deal. There was a church. There are a couple churches that are meeting. And the Georgia State Patrol actually went to one of these churches because they were meeting way more than the amount of people. Like, it was a larger gathering and people were not social distancing. They were defying those orders. Uh, they went ahead and charged five of those congregants with reckless conduct. All right. Yeah. And again, that's a good thing, but it's like, happening all over the state. I'm the last person who wants the police involved in any kind of thing like this. Yes. But like, y'all. Yeah. What, do you, what choice do you right. want? Because I'm going to move to a different story, too, because it's the same basic idea here, which is... You still have laws still qu- apply to you. The law still apply to Germ you. Theory still applies to you. Yeah, and the question is, if churches, if pastors aren't going to listen to the rules about sticking, uh, staying apart, what do you want people to do? Right. You have to get law enforcement involved if you're if you're just going to put everyone in danger. And of course, I've seen this from Todd Starnes, who is a right wing radio host who used to work for Fox News. He's like, look at this. They are sending like the government into your churches to arrest you for being Christian. It's like, no, 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 that's not the issue. That's not what they're doing. Right. But they're, they're also happy to see the police called on a black person for like walking that too and breathing at the same time, like a real criminal. What again, these are social distancing measures for public safety. It shouldn't be a problem if you follow the rules, but 
some of these pastors are like, go ahead, arrest me. I want that photo op of the government barging into my church telling me I can't worship, even though it has nothing to do with the fact that they're Christian. I'm sure the cops are Christian, too. Yeah, I... um as I'm wont to do when I'm bored, I got in an argument on one of my local Facebook groups, and somebody put up a Matt Walsh quote, not the... The right-wing the right commentator. Wing, t- terrible misogynist Matt Walsh. Um, and somebody posted like a screen, crap, screen cap of his tweet that was like, if I see my neighbors playing outside, I won't do anything, because I don't want to live in a country where we call, out, like, we call the cops on our neighbors for just playing a game. And it's like, okay... Like, the bald eagle isn't going to save you from this, my dude. Like, this isn't... It, it, it. Like, this weird thing of, like, we're not going to let fear keep us at home. Like, well... This isn't a freedom issue. And I've not, seen that on like, so many right-wing sites. Sounds like some of you should be Like, do you want to live in a police afraid. state? Do you want to live where your freedoms are restricted? Nobody like, want to live, I, and that's kind of the <laughs> operative word. Right. I have seen a couple of instances where... Uh, some states have actually, some places, I should say, have done very smart things to stop Christians from gathering. Okay. Even if it's, you do know, technically put, legal, there's put, no like, state. they wired pointy things like they do for pigeons in New York? Oh, <laughs> so smart. they can't land like, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> they put a wired fence around the church. Yeah, exactly. No, these are even more clever. So here's <laughs> California. On the pews. <laughs> here's, here's California. There is the Cross Culture Christian Center in the city of Lodi. Lodi? Sorry. Lodi, I think. But um, basically, they went for services last Sunday because screw the law sure. saying we can't gather. But the landlord of the building changed all the locks. No. And so they couldn't get inside. A landlord of a church? The, yeah, the landlord who owns the building, which, by the way, the, the church was part of the Bethel Open Bible Church. So it's a, a Christian-owned like facility that they're using, but the landlord went ahead and changed the locks. <laughs> this is, by the way, after... I mean, this isn't just a guy doing this out of spite. The police officers in that community gave this church a cease and desist desist order because they were planning openly planning these gatherings in defiance of the law so the landlord was actually just following the law by saying all right if you're not going to listen to the police i'm going to enforce it here because they're not going to come after me because i'm doing the right thing here you know what this makes me like think of is is we talk a lot about like the christian need for for persecution and it just makes me think that the, in their head, they're like the freedom riders. Or they really like do think the they civil are. civil rights people who are striking yeah. at the whites-only lunch counters. And they're like, we're so brave. And everybody else is like, no, dude, fucking read the room. Like, <laughs> You're, you're can, not Rosa Parks in this scenario. Yeah, you literally cannot be oppressed because everybody has had the same order, except for yeah. like whatever, five Republican-run states, which... <laughs> whatever we'll talk about right. later but like they're so fucking proud of themselves for doing this thing that just puts people in danger and not like moral danger like the whites thought the 60s the, the black people in the 60s were gonna bring in like actual literal death danger the bad kind the bad kind of danger there's also uh florida we we've talked about this guy pastor rodney howard brown he's one of those guys who uh held a ceremony in defiance of that law or at least a local order that said churches can't meet. Um, And then he was arrested and quickly bailed out. Mm -hmm. But he's on Easter Sunday, he's going to be live streaming his ceremony. Okay. So fine. Good. 
But why is he doing that when he went above and beyond to tell people, no, we are going to meet no matter what? In his case, it may be because the church's insurance company canceled his policy. Really? Like, if anyone gets hurt in your church, we are not bailing you out here. And suddenly he's like, oh, right, we're not going to meet anymore. God, I did not think we would have a story where the insurance company was the good... Insurance companies and landlords are the good guys in these stories. We're in the upside down. Yeah, yeah. So there are ways to stop these pastors from meeting for the safety of the general public Mm -hmm. that don't involve getting cops involved that don't involve uh, hoping that you have a sensible governor. Um, But anyway, those very smart. Uh, Let's talk about something totally different for a second, because this, this story just made me laugh. Okay. Okay. Here's the premise for this. I don't know if you have heard the story, so I'm very intrigued to hear your reaction to this. Okay. Okay. For the pandemic. The website Pornhub said (laughs) free premium subscriptions for a limited time because they want to help you, quote, lend a hand. They want to help. Yeah. And and also they said they want to give people an extra incentive to stay home. (laughs) Hilarious. Good for them. Fine. Whatever. Um, There is Tony Perkins, a religious right leader uh, of the Family Research Council, I believe, Mm -hmm. and he hosts his radio show. And he had on David Brody, who is a commentator for uh, Christian Broadcasting Network. And they were talking about this. And they're very, very upset uh, that Pornhub is offering this for anyone. Because here's what they said. Uh, Tony Perkins said the adult entertainment industry is aiming its efforts at vulnerable members of society and literally preying upon these people. Offering free porn, he said, was creating a lot of problems and while they may be offering this at no charge, it comes with a high price. And then Brody <laughs> chimes in about sex- child sexual exploitation, which has nothing to do with any of this. Nope. <laughs> um, but I the idea so that a porn thoughts. site says, here's free porn for everybody. I mean, more free porn. More, more- high quality free porn. Yeah. And these people are like, what? <laughs> no. This is this is the hill we are dying on. Yeah, like the wildest part of that take is they do they not realize you can just go to pornhub.com and just watch porn for free <laughs> now my and fa- always. My favorite comment about all this is people saying like these guys are just mad cuz they've paid full price for the year already. <laughs> but again, just, these are the I same what people. Universe are these people living in that porn head like you should pay for porn if you're using it regularly because a lot of that can be exploitive. However, it's the internet, Hammond. It was created to have porn. Right. Uh, And by the way, these are the same people who complain about like public schools teaching comprehensive sex education. No one needs to take their commentary when it comes to the existence of porn. But just made me laugh that this is the thing they're complaining about in the midst of the pandemic is a company that says, here's what we can offer. And by the way, I should add, they didn't just offer that. They also made a $25,000 donation to the Sex Workers Outreach Project. Oh, nice. And for whatever reason, the the site has surgical masks, which they donated. I don't know why they have them. But they donated (laughs) surgical masks and cash to first responders and hospitals. So, okay, fine. So they're doing more than like any church? (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) Yeah. So good on them. (laughs) And I got one more just totally random story that 
made me laugh, and, and it, I wanted to bring it up here. This is there is a Christian polling organization called Lifeway Research. They recently did a poll um, asking pastors a variety of questions, but one of them, which has nothing to do with the pandemic, uh, is basically: Do you think Jesus is going to return? Is there going to be a second coming? And this is a survey of pastors. Uh, specifically evangelical pastors and pastors of historically black churches. Okay. 97% of pastors said, yeah, it's going to happen eventually. Mm -hmm. No surprise there. It's kind of baked into those beliefs. But 56% of those same pastors said, Jesus, I expect Jesus to return in my lifetime. Yeah, everybody's been saying that for 2,000 years. That's exactly the point. Yep, they've been saying this forever. And still, again... I know they're pastors. This is part of their theology. But it is kind of hilarious that most of these pastors are like, oh, yeah, literally any day now before I die, I'm going to like shake hands with Jesus. It's how many thousands of years have to go by before you realize he's he's not coming back. He's not going to visit you. Mm. It's going to be fine. He's not even sending you a birthday card anymore. <laughs> and by the way, different company, but in 2009, the Pew Research Center did a similar survey of all Christians, not just pastors. And again, no surprise, 79% of all Christians said, yeah, Jesus is coming back eventually. 20% of them said it'll happen in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. Both numbers much lower than you would see in pastors, which makes sense. The pastors are far more devout than casual churchgoers mm -hmm. uh, or Christians in general. But it is amusing that a lot of these Christians who go to church, who right. are practicing, I call myself a Christian, are right. like, yeah, no, like that's not going to happen. That's <laughs> I'm really curious what the translations are that people are like, oh, no, 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 it's definitely definitely going to be between, going, he's going to come back between the 1980s. There we go. What was the Opening ad? up another story oh. as I do this. Uh, it's going to be between like the 1970s and the 2040s. Like for <laughs> sure. I read my Bible and it assured me that this future that it could barely predict is that's, that's it. We're going to nail it right there. Oh. Let's talk about Mississippi. We don't talk enough about Mississippi. Did I have a story? You yeah. did. What is the governor, Tate Reeves, doing in Mississippi? Um, so we know we're in the middle of a global pandemic. What? Things are dire. Hmm. People are dying. Um, and Tate Reeves, a Republican governor from uh, the great state of Mississippi, is taking it seriously. Um, and that's why he has taken the time to declare April... Confederate Heritage Month. Oh, good. So, um, the proclamation came two days after Reeves changed his position, and it, and he finally issued a statewide uh, order shutting down non-essential businesses and ordering residents to stay at home. Um, he says that April is the month when, in 1861, so 100-some years ago, 49, you know, a nice round number, 59 years ago, uh, in 1861, the American Civil War began between Confederate and Union armies, reportedly the costliest and deadliest war ever fought on American soil. And that's the only thing anyone ever needs to know about the Civil War. Right. So I have some thoughts and questions. <laughs> <laughs> so even if I mean, you... we are both Cubs fans, but I've never loved a losing team <laughs> as much as this guy. 
We don't have to say that anymore. They finally won in 2016. That's going to ride <laughs> us for the rest of our lifetimes. Um, so if he's on, so he's honoring the beginning of the Civil War, which is a wild <laughs> thing to do. Most people, like except for like D Day and Pearl Harbor Day and things like that, that we we tend to remember, we tend to not celebrate yeah. the beginnings of We honor of the Pearl Harbor bombing, the day of the Pearl Harbor bombing. We commemorate, you know, 9-11. Right. This guy's celebrating so that's the beginning of the Civil War. Part one. Part two is that even if that was his intention, which is, again, cannot be clear enough, the most bananas idea of all time. Like, let's celebrate the beginning of this horrible war that, like, splintered our country. Yeah. Um, that he is calling it Confederate Heritage Month. So, not Civil War Remembrance Month. and Not, <laughs> not we lost and that was good for the world. <laughs> yeah, not we really wanted slaves but pretended it was about states' rights. Kind of. Yeah. By the way, he's spoken Month. at an event for a group that says the Civil War wasn't about slavery. So what? Surprise, I can't believe it. Knew? I've never heard that really, really good take. <laughs> um, what I would love to ask somebody when they say it's it's about states' rights, and it's like states' rights to do what, bud? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you're you've only removed yourself one step away from <laughs> slavery. Um, Tate Reeves was also in the uh, news today for another reason, which is that I think in Mississippi, uh, police also went after a church that was having like a drive-in service. And the problem with the drive-in services is they're still gathering and they're still not observing the social distancing measures. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were breaking the law. But of course, the the conservatives who are pushing that story are like, all they were doing is practicing their faith and the police came after them. Here's what Tate Reeves said about that. If you send police after worshipers trying to social distance, you are going to have Mississippians revolt. Uh-oh. I've asked all pastors not to hold these services, but we ordered churches safe from these outrageous actions. Don't trample the Constitution. Please use sense, everybody. The outrageous actions he put into place? Uh, outrage. He's basically... There is no... It's not confirmed if churches are exempt from his stay-at-home order. Mm-hmm. Like, even, I think the last time I checked, it was not clear if churches were exempt. Mm-hmm. And he, like so many Republicans, are like, we don't want you to gather. Right. We're urging you not to gather. And then they always, if it's unstated, they're just like, but if you do, I'm not going to do yeah. anything and, about it. And isn't this so, like... So similar to the vaccine debate we've been having for whatever fifteen years since Wakefield put out mm. his garbage, like y- there are. Th- I I understand and empathize. Empath- oh, cool! A hawk just flew by my window. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Um, I understand and empathize people's uh, people valuing freedom. I do, and I get it. And trust me, like I don't want a fucking police state either. But as with vaccines, this isn't a mind your business, I'll mind my business. This is we need to work together as a cohesive group, as 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 a people, as citizens to protect people, to protect our healthcare workers, to protect our healthcare supplies. This isn't about like when I see in my Facebook groups of like. You know, I saw a group of kids playing basketball or whatever. We need to have this stopped. And people are like, mind your fucking business. Mind your own business. And it's like, 
it's just, it's the exact same thing with with vaccines. Like this can't be an individual mandate. This can't be an a thing that we just cross our fingers and hope that everybody does the right thing. Because if anybody doesn't, it puts everybody in danger. Right. It's a cliche, but we're only as strong as our weakest link. Exactly. And so everyone needs to play their part. And again, when you have Republican governors like Tate Reeves saying, look, I don't want you together. Right. But if you do, I'm not going to do anything about it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You're allowing the worst pastors, the most ignorant ones, to say, all right, fine, we're having Easter Sunday services because that's when I make all my money. This is like those people on Halloween who put out a big bowl of candy because they have to go out, and they're like, everybody, please take one. And nobody just takes one. Like, that's <laughs> if this sign, like, it's like that Simpsons thing, like, do not cross or do whatever you want. I'm a sign, not a cop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. there's n- if, if one of you takes advantage of the situation, everyone's right. People are have shown themselves that they are fucking children and can't do as they're told, even though their life is at risk. And partially that's because of so much like false information spreading all over the place. Thank you once again, uh, Fox News. So if people don't even believe that they are in danger, it's just it's just a lot for me to deal with. Can I say one more thing about? confederate heritage month oh yes it's not even like confederate confederate army remembrance month like (laughs) i could maybe see okay well you know x amount of our ancestors died in this war so we want to remember them that maybe i could understand but this is confederate heritage month which is just white people month (laughs) That's all I have to say. Just I, it's too, tell us what your heritage is. It's too bad. I really it? like Tate Reeves as a name. Not as a human, of course. Right, right. Tate Reeves is a dope name, though. <laughs> uh, yesterday, <laughs> during the uh, typical press briefing slash Trump rally, <laughs> uh, one of the cool things that happened is that Trump kind of stepped away after like 20 minutes, which is unusual for him. And that let, were wearing off. Yeah, and everyone else got to take the podium. But at one point... Mike Pence was there, and Anthony Fauci, the doctor, the guy, the one expert, one of the few experts in the room, came up there. And he was basically saying that COVID-19 is affecting African-American communities Mm -hmm. more than most, and we got to be aware of that. And one of the things he said is, this reminds me a lot about when I worked with HIV and AIDS in the 1980s, and- Yeah, please. Read his quote. Yeah. A greater portion of my career has been defined by HIV AIDS. During that time, uh, he's held, uh, Dr. Fauci has held this position since 1984, so peak. Uh, During that time, there was extraordinary stigma, particularly against the gay community. It was, it was only when the world realized how the gay community responded to this outbreak with incredible courage and dignity and strength and activism. I think that really changed some of the stigma against the gay community. Um, and he goes on to say, uh, that health disparities have always... He, he linked up uh, what's going on in the black community with what went on in the, the gay community. Um, quote, health disparities have always existed for the African-American community. With the c- coronavirus crisis, uh, it's, a sh- it's shining a bright light on how unacceptable it is. It's not that, that they're getting infected more often. It's that when they do get infected, their underlying medical conditions, diabetes, hypertension, obesity, asthma... Those are the kind of things that wind them up in the ICU and ultimately give them a higher death rate. So I, I, I think 
all in front of Mike Pence, Ooh. who exacerbated the HIV outbreak in Indiana when he was governor. Yeah, that was just a couple years ago. Who is famously anti-LGBTQ. Um, yep. Yeah, this... Dr. Fauci's a good egg. Yeah, he's, it wasn't a really, slap against Mike Pence, but the, it the was differentiation super fun to, is right there. To watch that happen, yeah. I, it kind of reminds me of when, um, when the God, the, not the Prime Minister, somebody from Ireland and his husband came over, and they had yeah. to talk to Mike and Mike's sister because his wife wouldn't be there, and it's just like watching this go down, like. <laughs> Oh, I know everybody's uncomfortable there, and I can't stop watching it. <laughs> <laughs> the train wreck that Mike Pence brings to mm-hmm. the table, and he's supposed to be the sane one compared to all the other people. Mm. Here's a frivolous story just because, you know, okay. palate cleanser. Uh, basically, a Utah woman last month needed a handyman, and she looked online, I guess, found a guy. His name is Berkeley Holm. And whatever he was doing in her backyard, he needed to fix up something. This is what he said he did. Fine. He told her, job's going to cost you $4,200. I need $2,100 up front. Okay, fine, whatever. She wrote him the check. Mm -hmm. Except she didn't do the numbers right and accidentally wrote him a check for $21,000. So what would the normal human response be? Hey, you screwed up. Here's your check back. Can you write me the correct one? That's, yeah. of course, not I what this guy I fucking dare him to did. try to cash that check if I wrote it, because that shit would bounce <laughs> like a fucking Super Bowl. So, of course, he went to go deposit the check. And, of course, like days later... Oh, and by the way, the lady realized what she had done. Uh-huh. She tried calling him. He stopped answering. Of course, he didn't do the backyard work. He basically no. ran the hell away. So police got around to him. He admitted what he did, but he here's his exclamation. Here's his explanation. He said that once he saw the amount, he quote basically thanked the Lord and put it in my account. God is sending me a sign. Thanks, God. Oh, I'm not going to respond to that lady's calls. Wow. <laughs> that guy's a fucking monster, huh? <laughs> now he faces jail. Uh, Good. His bail was $10,000. Well, uh, he has that, so that should be fine. charged for theft of mistakenly delivered property in a casualty warrant. Oh and by the God. way, I looked up this guy's like Yelp reviews and other place reviews, and uh-huh. like none of them are good. I don't know why the lady hired him, because like way Just long times, before this issue... Yeah. Plenty of people were like, the guy stopped doing the work at my place. Oh, like, shit. These are bad reviews for yeah, the Yeah, that's no good. Right, let's talk about Jerry Falwell. Okay. Guess what he did this week? He Honestly, did I have stuff. No idea. He always does stuff. Yeah. Basically, he's so mad that there's been oh, coverage the lately. Thing. He's been so mad that people are covering the fact that he's basically reopened Liberty University. And then when anyone confronts him, like, why the hell are you opening your school in the middle of a pandemic? Mm-hmm. He has to backtrack and he's like, I didn't say they could all come back, even though he said it's open for business. And he's like, I didn't tell my faculty to come back, even though the faculty's like, you told us we had to be in our offices and hold office hours. Hmm. And you've had some of them like writing, or at least one of them wrote uh, an op-ed for the Washington Post, like basically saying, no, this is what you told us and it's bad. And she can write that because she's leaving at the end of the year. But basically he's still mad that the New York Times covered it and they said there are students who are showing symptoms. One student has tested positive. Um, 
And basically, he's so pissed off that everyone's reporting on the stuff he said and did that he said he has taken out warrants against oh. the news site ProPublica and a freelancer for the New York Times. I don't think a civilian can just take out a warrant. Don't worry. He got it from the police. Which police, you might ask? The Liberty University police. <laughs> who wrote him up a warrant, like asking your buddy to write you a prescription. <laughs> this is like... Three-year-old is playing restaurant, and she like, like, oh, here's the menu for you. Go make. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's he issued a warrant against a New York Times photographer who took a picture of a student who was willingly and openly quoted in an article, and they wanted a picture of him, so they took a picture, and he's like, and Falwell's like, you trespassed on my property. Ooh, I don't think. A universe is a university private property. It is a private university, but oh, also yeah. there is a far cry between like you stepped on my property to do something nasty and like no, we're journalists and we we're quoting one of your students. Well, also like you came into my house versus you went on a five hundred acre property that I owned at some point. <laughs> oh my god! Right, um, and he's also trying to file defamation charges against the New York Times for suggesting, I guess, unfairly that there were like students with. COVID-19, uh-huh. at least symptoms of it. And he's like, how dare you? You are lying about me. Of course, defamation, you got to prove they knew they were lying and they printed it anyway, which uh-huh. is absolutely not going to happen in this case. I'm, but this is Falwell. He loves to say, you have wronged me. I am coming after you. I'm and then, of so course, no, everyone... they Obsessed uh, with this warrant. I know. Everyone who they talked to, everyone who, uh, I believe, I don't know if it was the Hill or Politico, but whoever did uh, reporting on this, they... Oh, Talking Points Memo, I should say. They asked ProPublica, like, do you know about this warrant? And the president of ProPublica is like, no, (laughs) we haven't gotten anything about that. And the New York Times was like, our photographer took a picture of a guy in an article. What are you talking about? It's called basic journalism. And by the way, this is Liberty (laughs) University, where Falwell has censored the student newspaper on campus for reporting on stuff going on. Not even lying. He's like... What? You covered a progressive Christian group in the R City? How dare you? I'm just going to remove that from the paper. Yeah, well, I mean, he and Trump are cut from the same cloth in that way because they have a completely unwarranted, forgive the pun, uh, opinion that anything written about them that's negative is like, illegal yeah <laughs> and is, it's you're out to get me nobody we're quoting you directly is, there's a difference fascists do they're all mini dictator wannabes mm-hmm. except falwell has a slightly smaller fiefdom right and he's like if it happens on at liberty's campus like i get to control everything and literally no one on that campus who's not on the way out has the balls to speak out about it so good like <laughs> the only the people. idea that like by the way, there's no tenure at the university either, so every faculty member they're they're there yeah. at Falwell's good great will, saying like, they "Well, serve I don't at want the him pleasure to." Of the Falwell. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so it doesn't matter if you're a professor or a pool boy. If Falwell wants you there, he keeps you there. Oh my God. Uh, same for students, by the way. He could just expel you if you did something he doesn't like. I'm just I'm amazed so at how many people voluntarily sign up to go there. It. Um, and I know not all students have a decision. Maybe their parents sure. are doing it, but it's amazing that parents are like, yep, this is the best place to get a real education. Well, brainwashing is a hell of a drug. Yeah. Oh, um, oh well. You want to talk about the Pope? <clears throat> Let's talk about the Pope. 
Um, so the Pope, uh, he <clears throat> had an email interview, uh, an email interview published in the Tablet and Commonwealth magazines, um, and he suggested that the uh, COVID outbreak offered an opportunity to slow down the rate of production and consumption and to understand and contemplate the natural world. Which, by the way, just right there, that's fine. You don't have to like that one, but it's like, all right, fine. He's fine. Trying to find a silver lining in a pandemic. That part didn't bother me. If like, but it's super not fine though. Yeah, it's it's like it is. It is like these celebrities who are like, oh my goodness, this is really just giving me a chance to like reconnect with what's important. I'm spending more time with my horses on our <laughs> on our property. You know, yes. I'm swimming every day in my private pool. I'm going for long rambling walks on my grounds. Like, it's really given me the perspective I need. Like, good for you, but people are like shut up in their studio apartments <laughs> in Chicago who can't really leave unless they want to risk their lives. Like, this ain't it, son. Okay, yes. Um, uh, quote... Um, then he went on. That we do not respond the to the... Yeah, that, that's not even That's the not even part. what we're stopping <laughs> talking about. Uh, quote, we, no, we did not respond to the partial catastrophes. Who now speaks with the... F- oh, God. Um, He's basically who, saying we didn't... <laughs> we didn't care about other problems. Yeah. Who knows speaks of the fires in Australia? Remembers that 18 months ago, a boat could cross the North Pole because the glaciers had all melted. Who now speaks of the floods? I don't know if these are the revenge, these are the revenge of nature, but they certainly are nature's responses. Yeah. Okay. As if nature is punishing us for like not caring enough about climate change. And this is nature's way of getting us back, which is one step removed from saying this is just God punishing us. Right. I have a lot of thoughts on this. First and foremost is this reminds me of a bad meme I've seen floating around that was like gun gun sales in March 2020 are the highest they've ever been. And yet no mass shootings. Maybe it wasn't the guns (laughs) problem at all. To To which I have two responses. One, if you look it up, there have been a ton of mass shootings in March just we didn't cover it because there's a fucking pandemic that people are pretty worried about. And two, yeah, everybody's in their house, my dude. Like, how do you think a mass shooting happens when there's no fucking masses anywhere? (laughs) But that is to say, like... You need your guns for you're going to shoot the virus. (laughs) But, and this is the same thing, like, yeah, we're not even talking about the wildfires at all or global warming, which, A, I think the wildfire... Wildfires in Australia have have been um, contained or subsided or whatever. Um, But also, just because you're not reading it on the front page of the newspaper doesn't mean it's not happening in the world. Like, that's sort of the wild thing. Like, Trump is still being corrupt. It's just not headline news every single day because a million people are going to get infected and fucking die in this country or whatever. Like, your perception is not reality. What you are aware of, what it makes through to your golden castle, is not necessarily (laughs) everything that's going on in the world. It is the idea that nature is a thing that has a mind of its own. And it's like, well, you didn't care when I was suffering before, but now I'm going to come back and get you. That's If it wasn't the Pope saying it, you could easily say it's just a crazy man talking. Sure. But the idea that this is, this is the same commentary, like from people who say the virus is punishment for something he's supposed to be the same one and people are treating his comment 
as if it's a totally normal thing to say. But if you take away that veneer of he's the Pope and he's right. the nice guy that we like, Chill it's Pope. like, no, what he's saying still doesn't make any sense no. and stop giving and him credibility that he doesn't deserve. By the way, dangerous. what's the Catholic Church doing? Nothing. They're like you can sell the Vatican and donate and get masks. That would be a thing. Um, and I'm not saying Catholics aren't helping, but like, come on, as the church, as an institution, is yeah. a porn hub is doing more than yeah, the Catholic if church not right now. now. What? Like, if this isn't the moment that you're like, hey, maybe we don't need to be sitting on just like fucking thrones made out of gold bars or whatever. I've never been to the Vatican. Is that clear? That's exactly <laughs> what it looks like. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're taking it seriously. Again, Catholics, by and large, are not anti, uh, they're not science deniers. They just mm, don't like it. Like, yeah. they're doing the social distancing thing. You don't see Catholic priests saying, no, we're holding mass anyway. It's right. like an evangelical subset that's doing it. So that's all well and good. But trying to attribute this as part of God's plan. And what exactly is God trying to do? Oh, through nature, right. he's sending us this as a sign. Right. It's like, no, no, no. That is as insane as everyone else saying there's some bigger explanation for this virus. That's right. not true. Oh. So that's no good. Here's a story that uh, you're gonna hate. Oh, good. Well, I think we have talked about this woman before, Renee Bach. Basically, in 2018, uh, we found out about her because she was a missionary, one of those like white evangelicals who's like, I'm gonna go to Africa and I'm gonna be the savior of mankind. Are these people who are trying to contact like? She like no in the Amazon. Or no, something? this okay. those are the evangelicals who are like, I'm going to spread Jesus to the un uh, untouched people, the people who never get out, who are mm-hmm. isolated, yeah. uh, and then like you're infesting their world. Mm-hmm. That's one type of crazy person, mm-hmm. not them. Oh, she just went to Uganda and she's like, I'm going to care for the poor children here by showing up. And I don't know what else they think they're going to do. There, there are names for people like that. Whether it's like volunteerism or whatever where it's like yeah yeah, your white savior complex you know when people go and like hammer two nails into a house and then take a million (laughs) pictures with like black kids like oh i'm the real hero that's what she is has constantly been accused of and had it just been that where you get your photo op with the local black kids yeah um that's bad enough but we've seen that a million times before she went beyond that she basically set up like a makeshift hospital and was basically performing surgeries on kids there with no medical training. Wait, what? Yeah, huh? Oh, wait, maybe we have talked about her I, before. We, we have, like, people were, like, the story was 105 kids had died under her care. Fuck. And that was why she was in the news in 2018. And then... Here's the problem. Some of those parents, for whatever reason, are like, I'm not filing a lawsuit about it. There are lots of reasons you may not want to go past that. Mm-hmm. Um, but two parents who lost kids under her care had sued her for misrepresenting herself, yeah. for misrepresenting her clinic as a legit medical facility that mm-hmm. had medical staff. They did not. Mm-hmm. And that trial is now beginning in oh. Uganda. And this week, if you get a chance to read it, the New Yorker just published this lengthy piece covering who she is, what she did, what's going on now. Um, And there are some just descriptions of her. Here's one description from the piece. A gardener who worked at her group serving his children for three years asserts that Bach posed as a doctor. 
She dressed in a clinical coat, often had a stethoscope around her neck, and on a daily basis I would see her medicating children. An American nurse who volunteered there states that Bach felt God would tell her what to do for a child. A Ugandan driver says that for eight years, quote, on average, I would drive at least seven to ten dead bodies of children back to their villages each week. This is the vision of her that I've had for like a year. But of course, this is a lengthy piece. They wouldn't be doing it if it was just one side there. What's her side of the story? And here's kind of some of the things that were surprising to me. She may have misled people into thinking she was a doctor. Uh There's actually not a lot of hard evidence of any actual wrongdoing, which makes it hard to prosecute. As in, like, it's very easy to think, oh, she injected something in a kid, then the kid died, this is her fault. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily well, it's the idea that she's the already case. dealing with sick kids and they That's part of it. Way. That yeah. is definitely part of it. Some of these kids that were sent to her, mm-hmm. put in her care, there's a very good chance, and this is according to doctors, real doctors who have studied what she did, what the cases were, mm-hmm. there's a good chance some of these kids would have died anyway. So it's hard to say she's the sure. tipping point in all of this. They're not condoning what she did. They're yeah. just saying, like, if you're trying to blame her for these kids' death, you're going to have a hard time trying to prove that. Huh. Um, also, the medical treatment that she gave them. She shouldn't have given it to them, but if a real doctor was in that position, there's a good chance they might have decided this was the best option we have. And so even if she wasn't trained to do it, her decision wasn't different in anyway. So there is a lot of again, what we're talking about is will the people suing her in court win their case? And basically the argument is if you're looking for hard evidence that would put her behind bars, it's hard to find. It doesn't mean what she did was okay. Right. Doesn't mean anyone should be like praising her for what she tried to do. But the legal case against her is a lot thinner than you want it to be if you're trying to go after her, I which mean, was interesting to read about. I don't want to surprise anybody, but I don't know a ton about Ugandan law, but isn't just practicing medicine without a license enough to... I believe her argument is that she w- she always had trained people around her or within that reach. fucking matter. Mm, right. So... So did Leonardo DiCaprio and Catch <laughs> Me If You Can. <laughs> right. And so, What's anyway... guy's name? Uh, interesting story if you get a chance to read it none of it lets her off the hook and by the way she's back in the u.s except for the trial i guess Mm. um but it was interesting to read about uh, even the christian missionaries who were there with her who were like no what the hell are you doing they get plenty of their voices heard in this as well Hmm. and some of the criticism by the way has made it back to her and i should hope so yeah she should be pretty fucking open to criticism at this point Hammett. yeah So, interesting piece if you get a chance to read it. I found it really interesting. Uh, Let's talk about uh, this story, which should be a bigger deal, but of course, because of the pandemic, it's not getting a lot of air. Um, The U.S. government recently passed the CARES Act, which is the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act. And one of the things it does is it lets businesses borrow money from the government Mm -hmm. to cover their costs so they don't all go out of business. Uh, That includes salaries. So, you know, the Small Business Administration can give you a loan, but you don't have to pay it back. It lets you stay afloat. That's Mm -hmm. not a bad thing, Mm -hmm. assuming there's transparency and there's oversight and all that stuff. But here's one of the problems. They have said, this is unusual, nonprofits are eligible for the money 
which is weird because usually why is the government giving money to nonprofits? Mm-hmm. But again, they want to they want nonprofits to stay afloat, which in and of itself isn't a bad thing. Right. But they're also saying churches are nonprofits and they are eligible for this money, which means in another sense, the U.S. government, i.e. us taxpayers, are now paying the salaries of pastors mm. and church personnel whose only goal is to spread the gospel. And so we're basically we're giving money to churches so they can spread their faith. And that in and of itself, that's a problem. And that's a yeah. hard thing to argue, especially because the way they are doing it is saying, no, we're just helping all businesses, including nonprofits. Right. We're not singling out Christian churches, even though they're the big beneficiaries <laughs> of this. Yeah. So legally speaking, it's going to be hard to argue this one because they've already said that's okay in the past. Um, but also here's the other side of this. Um, or another side of this, the Small Business Administration has its own set of rules, and those rules say, and I'm quoting here, in, in regards to who they can give loans to, you cannot give loans to, quote, businesses principally engaged in teaching, instruction, instructing, counseling, or indoctrinating religion or religious beliefs, whether in a religious or secular setting. Mm-hmm. Their own rules say we cannot give money to religious groups. Mm-hmm. We don't care how you're doing it. We don't care what you're doing. We don't give money for that. Right. And now they're violating those guidelines because the SBA is now saying faith-based organizations are eligible to receive loans. I... And so a coalition of uh, like eight groups, including a lot of atheist ones, sent a letter to the administrator of the SBA saying you can't do this. We urge you to keep in place prohibitions on loans to places of worship, which is the right thing to do. But Mm -hmm. again, all the Republicans and plenty of Democrats, though I haven't seen them quoted as much, are not arguing this one. They're like, no, no, no. Churches are businesses too. Like they're, they're part of our culture. They are eligible for these funds, which are given to everybody. You can't say no to religious institutions. That would be discrimination. (sighs) I oof, doofa. Um, like, I guess the question is: Should taxpayers in this pandemic should taxpayer money be given to churches to keep them afloat as well as businesses? Oh God! Like reflexively, obviously, I think not. But I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, we're kind of running into some un unprecedented times and I, I think my main issue with it is that the I, I think that should the government do something like this then things have to change in the future I think that ha- I think there need to be strings attached because we can't say actually our government can help fund religious institutions but we're still not going to collect taxes on it and we're still going to like let you do whatever the fuck you want. I, it's just really hard to hear because at the beginning of the show, all we were doing is talking about how religious leaders are saying, well, the rules don't apply to me. The government doesn't apply to me. Your laws don't apply to me. But now they're like, oh, well, if you're going to if you're going to be giving me money, then by all means, like, yeah, God bless America. I, I think you said one thing I want to take issue with. You said, like, if they're not paying taxes, I saw someone tweet this like, oh, they're businesses. Fine, tax them. Right. Funny. But here's the thing. They are not just giving... It's not just saying, oh, they don't pay taxes, so they shouldn't be eligible for this. Nonprofits don't pay taxes. That's part of the deal. My issue is that, okay, like you said, strings attached. 
if they want to be eligible for this funding, they should at least have to play by the same rules as other nonprofits, which is to say you better be open, transparent about who, where you get your money from, who's giving it to you, and where it's going. And again, churches don't have to do that. Specifically, religious institutions don't have to share any of that with the government, yeah. whereas other nonprofits have to. Mm-hmm. And again, so they get treated differently already. Yeah. And so I don't like that. Legally, like, uh, I guess ethically speaking, no, I don't want them to get money. I think, I don't think churches should want to get money. I've seen this argument from some Christians. Like, we should think twice about taking this money from the government because we don't want them meddling into anything we do. That's Let's keep it insular. But also, if they're going to get it, at least make them be transparent about where this money's going. I guess that's and what I was trying to say. Either. Is like if if these churches get this this government federal government support even more so because by not being taxed, by not paying property taxes, by not you know all of that, they are getting they have been getting support from the government forever. But if they are going to say like, yeah, we need the help, we can't do this on our own. <sighs> Then yeah no then we have to take a look at your like income like payrolls and and see, why am like, I paying for Joel Osteen? Right, right, and uh, like not just because he's and rich, I think the but other like thing, why are we paying for megachurch pastors who aren't? We don't know where the money's going, and why are we paying for proselytizing? And also, if you say this is because I'm trying to be like as intellectually honest as I can about it, because everything we're talking about with this economic relief is all about like keeping businesses afloat so there are jobs to go back to when the when the economy opens back up, right? Mm-hmm. Are, and I'm asking sincerely, are churches a place that a lot of people get employment? Like, my understanding is... Yeah, they're, yeah? They're, yes. They do hire a lot of people. There are a lot of people out of work who work at churches. And again, I feel for them. I don't want them to suffer from right. the pandemic, but I do want churches to play by the, at least right. the same rules as other nonprofits, yeah, which I they mean, don't that, have to. That and I 10,000% agree with. It's a legislative fix that they will never fix because it's just Republicans in government and even Democrats who don't want to rock the boat on that right. one saying, it's, oh, we don't want the... Because again, if you say churches have to play by the same rules, mm-hmm. there are Christians who will be like, you are persecuting me because of my faith. It's like, no, we ask for neutrality, not right. special treatment. Nope, neutrality is against my beliefs. I got one last story here, yeah. uh, a sad one, oh, and cool. I'm still yeah, trying to wrap my head out. around the what just happened, but we've talked about this Cardinal George Pell is the highest-ranking mm. Catholic official to be convicted of child sex abuse. And uh, last August, the last time we kind of brought him up, he had been denied an appeal. He was mm. convicted. He was going to jail uh, it was a short sentence. It was only six years, but he was going to jail for six years with no chance for parole for three years and eight months. And he's how old? Uh, he's old. I don't so. have the number in front of me, but he is old. So it, it's not enough, but it's something. Um, he, he faced 50 years in jail. He got off with three years and eight months with parole, if you want to call it that. And by the way, just to be clear, um, he was found guilty of child sex abuse And his lawyer said, don't punish this guy for whatever. Whatever he did was nothing more than a, quote, plain vanilla sexual penetration case where the child is not actively participating. That was Pell's lawyer. Sure don't want to hear 
Vatican lawyers talking about vanilla sex. I can tell you that right fucking <laughs> yeah. now. Because to those old virgins, all sex is non-vanilla sex. No comment. That's true. So, the High Court of Australia, their version of the Supreme Court this week, unanimously... I didn't like that one. I'm, I don't mean to shame virgins. <coughs> I want to shame specifically old Catholic idiots. There you go. The High Court of Australia this week overturned that decision. Mm-hmm. So even though he lost his appeal, he appealed again. And this time they're like, yeah, let's overturn everything. He's a free man as far as this specific case is uh, considered. Um, that, here's what they said. They, the court found that the jury of that initial uh, uh, trial, uh-huh. acting on the whole of the evidence, quote, ought to have entertained a doubt as to Pell's guilt with respect to each of the offenses for which he was convicted, which to me in English is like, you didn't really give him a fair shot at this. You didn't really consider all the evidence. Even if you uh, considered the other side's story, you didn't consider his version enough, I guess. I'm sorry if I misunderstood that, but basically they're saying it wasn't really a fair trial for that reason, so we're overturning the conviction. I should say there are other, like, lawsuits against this guy and they could send him back to prison but like this was a guy who had had years in the spotlight as a convicted uh, sex offender it's not like they said the evidence was wrong it's not like they said uh it was it's not like the details were wrong Mm -hmm. it's just the system wasn't fair to him and therefore he should be set free no one's suggesting he's innocent of the crimes or he's not guilty of them necessarily. But for the time being, he's a free man. His record has been cleared, depending on how these other things go. It was just the wildly disappointing end. Just, it's to so this frustrating to see like what's going on in, in US prisons right now. And you know, many of whom are nonviolent offenders or on low level drug offenses or whatever. And just Poor people and people of color, I mean, obviously, I'm talking American, not Australian um, politics, but, like, they just live by a completely different set of rules. And stuff like this is so, it puts into such stark relief of what we think is a crime from, like, a young black man versus an old white cardinal. Like, nothing, like, what could he possibly do like, short of murdering somebody in front of an audience, what can they do to get the punishment they deserve? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas fucking black people are getting shot on the street for, like, walking in a different direction than they normally do. Like, it's fucking bizarre and infuriating. I was surprised they didn't say, like, do a retrial even. They're just like, nope, we didn't like how they dealt with this, so we're letting him free. Yeah, everything's and the worst. Everything is the worst. Um, do you want to end on a happy note? Yeah, I do. Um, it's not even happy. It's just another <laughs> Republican <laughs> governor doing something stupid. Okay. Um, in Florida, Ron DeSantis, the governor there, he's already finally late issued a stay-at-home order, right. but it does exempt churches, which is a problem. But also, the other day, he was telling the, during his press conference in his state, he was urging people to, like, wear protective gloves. Um, and he did it by putting a glove on one hand, which is not what you're supposed to do, then touching his face with his bare hand and clasping both hands together 
like all stuff that if what you have to, it's does like he think gloves are for. Yeah, uh, he basically used all the showed everybody. Here's the wrong way to do everything. What thinking. was his goal? His goal was you should. It's like if he wore a mask to say everyone should wear face masks. But he only wore it on like half his face, or like and then just kept, kept scratch- pulling it yeah, down, pulling it down and scratching himself or whatever. It's the same idea. He just did it with one glove, and everyone's mocking him because he's How? a Florida man. Okay, once again, if you're listening to this podcast, you're smart enough to run for office. <laughs> Look at these idiots. Yeah. Christ. Yep. Wow! 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 Boris Johnson's out of the hospital. I was really uh-huh. sure he was going to die. And I felt nothing. That's not a great <laughs> sign. No. I think this thing's broken me, officially. I yeah. just, yeah, I'm out of, uh, I'm very curious how many people who are, like, the worst, how many people actually have the virus or are suffering from the virus and they're not saying it. I'm very curious about that. I find it very hard to believe with all the stuff Trump has done, there's really nobody is in his yeah, close circles. Yeah, especially we know somebody in a in Pence's circle was. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't and, know. And if he had it, he's not going to say That's not a conspiracy. I'm just saying, like, I don't think he would say anything if he no. had it because he likes to project this idea that he's the healthiest man alive. Yeah, I, I mean... I think North Korea just said, like, nope, no one in our country has it. Go away now. Like, that's... You expect it from there. And that's literally what Trump did when he was like, we don't need tests. I want to keep those numbers low. Did you um, catch the joke that he made the other day about him fucking a model during his uh, coronavirus? Was he talking about the models of projection Mm -hmm. and like And he kept doing this. Making a weird curve Like this weird, like it's supposed to be like a curve going down, but it just looks like somebody like in a Looney Tunes cartoon. Trying to do an hourglass figure, but doesn't know what an hourglass looks like. And he's like, we're trying to, these are the models. These are the models. We're trying to stay below the models. We want to get under the models. I have gotten under a model. Oh. <laughs> President Andrew Dice Clay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd believe me, his delivery was worse than mine. <laughs> God, I hate the current situation. Oh, everything's the fucking pits. Um, Listen, both oh. of us, neither of us voted for Joe Biden in the primary, mm-hmm. but... You don't have a choice. Be an adult. Yeah. I don't Listen, care if you're not do, happy. Work for the lower the f- ballot candidates yep. if you're not happy with Joe Biden. There are plenty of other million other elected offices on the ballot across the country. Yeah. Go work for them. Go volunteer for them. Go support them. Work toward progressive change from a better starting point. That's all I can ask you to do. Yes. Um, you don't have to like him. It's and, not about liking. It, I've heard someone say this, and I thought it was just, that's, a perfect way to phrase it. There are no perfect candidates because you're not running for office. <laughs> so just support the one that's not the hundred percent disaster and then work for change from within right. or work for change lower in the ballot and, where it's closer to home. And I get it with this, with the rape allegation that that's recently come to light against Biden. Trust me. I get how much this fucking sucks that once again, we're left between a choice Two old white guys who have a history of being not great to women in various uh, various ways. I get it. I'm mad too. Right now, it's a 
Bernie is no longer running. And I'm so and if you want to keep voting for him in the primaries and keep awarding him delegates as a way to like show the DNC, like, hey, look at his message has has some weight, by all means. But come November, you staying home, you voting third party, it How much do you have to hate? Minorities, refugees, immigrants, women, people of color, women, sick yeah, people, everyone who is suffering. Like Bernie's agenda is not advanced by right. you not voting for Joe Biden, right? And then, as our as is, if anything, it's undone, right? As of as is our job, then is we move Joe to the to the left as yeah. as hard and far as we can. Activists we, did it with marriage equality, yeah, like. Obama was against it yeah. campaigning, or he wasn't for it anyway. Right. And then enough people pushed him, and look, it happened. Yeah, it's slow. Trust me, I, I've heard people be like, it's a third term of Obama as a pejorative from the right. Right. Which it's like, yeah, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But even all, both of us are like, I don't want a third term of Obama no. because it wasn't progressive enough. Right. But there's some... Understand how much more the government is than one person at the top. Right. And with Trump, you are not staffing any agencies with any credible people. Right. That's something I do have confidence with Joe Biden in, yes. that if you're looking for like a secretary of energy, right. you're putting someone in charge who knows what that is right. instead of, who is it, Rick Perry? Yeah. Like who puts on you're, glasses and thinks he's, he's qualified. He's going, hopefully he's going to put somebody in charge of education who believes in public education. Right. He's going to put in people in charge of the environment who believe in climate change. Who believe like, we should have one. Right. I like, I think at this point, if you're like, fuck Joe Biden or, and, and listen, like you can say, fuck the democratic party all you want. I don't necessarily <laughs> join the with club. You. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, Sometimes you have to mitigate mitigate damage, and sometimes you do have to vote for the lesser of two evils. Because you know we've why? seen because it's lesser. Because we've seen what happens with a president Donald Trump. Yeah, How, it's, it's just such a selfish thing to say. I didn't get everything I wanted, therefore everyone else can suffer because right. it's not great for me. Right. It's like, oh my god, and it's I, such a like, selfish mindset, and I would expect it from the right. And because even if Bernie got in, even if Bernie got the nomination, a there was n- there was absolutely no guarantee who would have gotten elected. Just like the the thing that so really irks me is when people look back at 2016, like Bernie totally would have won. Like based on fucking what, dude? Like <laughs> right. based you like couldn't all even the, get enough people to vote for him in the primary, yeah, and now and, you think he's going to win the general? And all of the all of the projections said Hillary was going to win. So any projection you use, yeah. any numbers you use, we know now are even now suspicious. you couldn't get young people out to vote in enough numbers. So he didn't get he didn't enough win. votes. Yeah. I don't know what to fucking tell you. Like that sucks, but also like. Those of us who are really progressive are not necessarily the bulk of the Democratic Party. And you have to understand that we need to have enough people to elect somebody as president. And sometimes that makes strange bedfellows. And sometimes you have to, like, reach across the middle of the aisle and talk to centrist Democrats. Because not everybody is going to get on board for this progressive Listen, where we we live, around where we live... They primaried out a conservative Democrat and mm-hmm. got a progressive woman on the ballot who will more more than likely win that race. That is great. That is change at a much lower level, but yeah. that makes a huge difference. That's important. Mm-hmm. And again, if you want to elevate those voices, yeah, by all that means. only happens with 
a Democratic president mm-hmm. who can at least delegate and yeah. put other people in charge. And you know that's one thing that he knows how to do. Right. And again, we know his Supreme Court history and all that stuff. Yeah, it sucks. It does suck. But it's a different time. He has way more progressive people like yelling at him. Yeah, and, he has more progressive pressure. Yes. And that is a good thing. But none of that matters if he's not in office. So yeah. look, you don't have to love him. It's not about loving it. If you no. want to run for office, yeah, stop. Oh, stop being stupid about it. Yeah, it's um, it's really really frustra- frustrating. It's annoying that all the stuff we talk about on this show um, is all about how much damage they are doing from the top, mm-hmm. and especially if you read my stuff or listen to this podcast and stuff, to come back and say, eh. No, none of that really matters to me because it's not Bernie. So therefore, yeah, let's just keep doing this. Let yeah. them ruin all these lives. Well, it's it's like people, it's like what fucking was it Susan Sarandon said in 2016 of like, well, if I want Trump to win, so we start a revolution. Yeah, well, well you Trump failed. Won, <laughs> there was no revolution and now people are dying. So like fucking cool so job, thanks. Susan Sarandon. Yeah, right. Like I, 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 I just, I'm, I'm trying to be as empathetic as I can. Cause I was also heartbroken when, when Liz dropped out, like it fucking, so I, I believed in her vision of America and I saw this future of somebody competent and caring in the office of president. And I didn't get that either. And so I'm as heartbroken as you are about Bernie. However, comma, <laughs> the, that choice is over. We, we, yeah. If we, you are his supporter, you didn't do enough. We lost. We lost. And that fucking sucks, but like, that's what democracy is. You have to have somebody who is relatively palatable for everybody. Like, I don't know. The Republicans are so fucking good at getting in line. Yeah. Like no matter who gets nominated, they how did atrocious not are love they? Are Trump? They just Most love of them power, spoke and so they out voted against him. Yeah. And then they were like, "Yeah, well, we want power, so we'll vote for him and deal with the consequences." Yeah. And now everyone's dead, and they're happy. Yay! Let's keep making stupid decisions and hurt people. They still do that because they can get away with it. Yeah. Because they have a Republican in the White House and the Senate. Yeah, and they're and Trump who famously voted absentee is anti-mail-in ballots. Like, they are making... (laughs) Every time a person on the right rises to power, it makes it harder for people on the left to have their voice heard, period. We see what happens when they decide that, like, black people aren't having issues voting anymore, so, like, fuck that shit. And guess what? Now black people are having to... Like, we see polling places close all across, like, lower class communities and communities of color. There are places, I forgot which states, maybe Florida, where they're like, well, if you're older, we'll let you do mail-in ballots. Oh, guess where, guess how older people vote. Right, right. (laughs) We'll have, yeah, fewer polling places in like very populated big cities. Right. Because we know who votes there. It's not our people. Yeah. Like, don't put those people in power. Yeah. I don't love Joe. You don't love Joe. No. Vote for him and then pressure the hell out of everyone in his administration. Yep. Cause you know, right now all those commentaries are falling on deaf ears. Yes. So it's, don't be stupid. Yeah. And listen, come on, make our jobs harder. So we don't have so right, many stories, terrible stories week. to tell. And I will say like, it's a long time from here to November. So if everybody's not on the Joe train this week, like fucking fine, that's not the yeah, end of the yeah, world yeah. for me. But if you are upset that Joe is our candidate, which I am, I think heaven is, 
that means you have to support down race ballot or down ballot races. Yep. Find a you know a state senator you want to support or somebody running for Congress. Like or run. Do you know how many run. even state senators, state office? Those are hard to get, but it's a lot attainable. It's attainable, and you know what's even more attainable? City council, mm-hmm. PT, uh, not PT, uh, school board races, yep. any of that stuff. Those races, no one's paying any attention yeah. to. Go run for that. And make the change. Yeah. Make the change for your community. Hopefully that ripples out further. And if you don't, at least stop whining about the people who are your options. Because yeah. they're not perfect to every one of your things. Yeah. Again, just, we're talking about an existential threat, not certain policy differences. You yeah. could persuade moderates who are sensible mm-hmm. on policy disagreements. And again... Biden knows he wants those Bernie supporters. He's going to make concessions. He knows that. And he's he al- knows politics. Yeah. And he's also going to be. Gun- I mean, I think what the challenge is going to be, he's going to be gunning for left leaning Republicans who yeah. hate Trump. So, like, at some point, we need to get back in power so we can do anything. Because guess what isn't going to pass if, if Trump gets reelected? Medicare for all. Canceling student debts, like none of that shit is going to get done. Voting rights, rights, It's anyway. That was fun. Was it? No. Okay. Um, we'll see you next week. Oh, um, yeah. T- keep an eye out. I have like maybe fifteen letters going out with uh, our stickers. Yes, to new donors. Five dollar donors. Yeah, five dollar donors. If you are a five dollar donor on Patreon, I. We send out emails if we didn't have your address, but we are going to get those out to you. Yes. Please consider going to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Oh, um, I just checked before we record. Oh, I have to do five star reviews. Um, oh, yes. I just checked before we recorded. We're at 299 Patreon donors, oh. which means one more, and we watch a uh, what's his face, Kirk Cameron movie. Oh, dear God. Which I'm excited about. I don't know how that looks in the age of COVID. I don't know if we just like sit across the room from each other or you watch it at your are house we, and then we come we'll over. Figure this out. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. And, um, oh, so I'm, if I'm really sorry if things don't reach you, I have really terrible handwriting. So hopefully (laughs) that's okay. Um, oh, okay. So five star reviews, you talk while I find one. All right. Um, yes, you could find me at Hammond Meta on Twitter. You could find Jess at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. I I know your patter. Nailed it. Um, and please go give a review. Please go... Okay, I got it. Okay. Um, this is uh, titled, I can't believe I never wrote a review from S. Kluth. K-L-U-T-H? Kluth? Kluth. Sure. Kluth. Five stars. I've been listening to your podcast for a few years now and love it. Hammond is super at informing me of important issues, and I really appreciate Jessica's humor and her own commentaries. This is my favorite podcast for keeping up with the atheist slash humanist community with a dose of humor, like John Oliver and Sam B. Oh, my Aww. God. <laughs> It's our dream. Uh, and keep swearing. Jessica, it's one of my favorite elements of the Friendly Atheist podcast. Let's face it, sometimes we just have to swear. We have we just have to swear to cope with stupidity. Five stars. Nice. Thank you. Um, really appreciate those. Um, 768. I don't know what our next goal for reviews we'll figure is. It out. But go on. Thank you. Leave a five-star review. You might get it read on the air. Um Oh, you can email us if you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, need advice from these two idiots. Um, FriendlyAtheistPodcast at gmail.com. Um, and, oh, keep an eye out on the Patreon feed. My husband and I are... Still watching movies. Still watching movies, still talking about them. We just did The People Under the Stairs, which was really good. 1991, like, kind of campy horror flick by Wes Craven. 
that was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, that's it. We will uh, stay safe, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.